Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. I was just about to tell a story about a record-breaking streak, but we're not talking about consecutive free throws or double-doubles. This is a no-good, bad streak. A very bad streak. Let it fly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about a few weird, potentially undesirable NBA records. You want real history? Cut on Turner Classics. Here's a fun one. The record for most teams played for. There's a four-way tie held by Chucky Brown, Jim Jackson, Tony Massenberg, and Joe Smith, all tied with 12 different teams. However, my godfather is Smith, who is still active, is sitting on 12 teams as well. Can his crossover get him to 20? I say yes. What a move by Ish. How about one that will never be broken? Bubble Wells holds the record for quickest to foul out in a game. He fouled out in exactly three minutes played. That's six fouls in three minutes. There, all over Bubba Wells. You did your job. You went in and fouled, Bubba. <laughs> Don Nelson sent him in to pull a hack of Rodman in a 97 game against the Bulls, and it backfired. Dennis wormed his way to 9 of 12 from the line, and Chicago went on to win 111 to 105. Was Don hitting the sativas when he decided to go with this strategy? Most likely. <coughs> Stop hitting it so hard. And finally, the record our story centers around today. The record of records, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. The aforementioned very bad streak. Let's talk about the man who owns it, the streaky or streaker, the guy who did it. You probably don't remember the NBA career of Kevin Burleson. It only lasted one year in the 2005-06 season, 39 games to be precise on a miserable Charlotte Bobcat squad. So you don't have to type his name into Google yourself. Here's his backstory. Kevin was born in Seattle to a dynasty of a sports family. His dad, Al, played DB in the CFL and USFL. His older brother, Alvin, played college football at Washington. His younger brother, Lindell, played college hoops for Nevada. And his other younger brother is former NFL wideout and current voice of NFL Nickelodeon, Nate Burleson. That, for us, is the slime zone. Oh. It's gonna be green, and I believe we're gonna slime some guys if they get in this in. Kevin was no slouch either. He won a Washington State basketball title in high school and went on to play in college at Minnesota, where he had a team-leading assist-to-turnover ratio. But you'd never know that by the only clip I could find of him playing in college. Burleson double-team. they got to get in the no. cross. They will never, ever do it that way. No, they never thought long. And the media coverage is only going to get worse. Kevin didn't get drafted straight out of college. Thanks for nothing, Big Ten. So he went abroad and played for USC Heidelberg and the Walter Tigers Tubingen in the German Bundesliga. 
For your listening pleasure, here is a Kevin Burleson highlight in German. Und dann schnallen Sie sich bitte an Achtung, Fastbreak, McIlroy auf und davon und da dieser Mörderblock von Kevin Burleson. <laughs> I am actually laughing out loud. It makes me laugh every time. He's just speaking in German and then he busts out Mörderblock. I had no idea German dudes speaking English would sound Jamaican. Is that just me? And maybe it was that murder block that caught the eye of the Charlotte Bobcats, who just one year previous in 2004 had entered the league as an expansion team. It may not surprise you to hear that after one season in the NBA, the Bobcats were cheeks. They finished their first season 18 and 64, and their best player was probably rookie Emeka Okafor. Okafor, who was best known for being Morris Chestnut's stunt double in Under Siege 2, of course. Everything fell out. Only thing I got in my pocket, man, is your ass. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that the Bobcats needed all the help they could get. So on August 31st, 2005, they signed Kevin Burleson to the squad. It also made Kevin and Nate the first pair of brothers to have one play in the NFL and one play in the NBA. So Kevin did make some history. He'd make more history soon. In a game versus the Bucks on January 13th, 2006, Burleson made a layup at the 9.45 mark in the second quarter. It was nothing special, but what Kevin Burleson didn't know What he couldn't know is that he wouldn't make another basket for 68 days and thus started the streak. Yeah, the problem with the bread. Kevin would miss his next two shots in the Bucks game. Over the next 18 games he made an appearance in, KB would miss every single shot. 35 in a row. But it's not like he was a prolific chucker on an off night like AI missing 18 shots in a game. Nor was he Ben Wallace missing 13 free throws in a game. Oh, he didn't catch any iron. This was a slow burn over multiple games where he might only take one or two shots. The most shots he took during any one game in the streak was six. And in four games, he didn't shoot at all. In all, KB missed 23s, nine jumpers, and six layups. I said six, six layups, layup, layup, layup. while also having four shots blocked. When he finally did hit the bottom of the twine, it was on a one-foot layup late in the game against the Cavs. Unfortunately, this was the same game that LeBron hit his first ever game winner in OT, so fuck you, Kevin. James for the jumper for the win. What's really wild about the streak is that it doesn't look like anybody noticed. Kind of like when I used to steal gas. As far as I can tell, nobody mentioned it in the broadcasts. There's no hall of shame that Kevin Burleson is in. The Charlotte Observer briefly referenced it in one sentence in the Cavs game recap, but mistakenly said that he had only missed 34 consecutive shots. It doesn't even really appear on the internet. Despite weird basketball statistical phenomena dominating Reddit and the like, there's one lonely blog post on statholesports.com by Jeff Henderson about KB Street. My question, why does Jeff Henderson hate Kevin Burleson so much? What happened there? Does he owe him money? We're not even sure Kevin himself knew he had missed so many in a row. So not many people know. I mean, like, yeah, we're blowing up his spot right now, but um, here comes this next part. You're probably thinking that Kevin Burleson is a terrible basketball player, maybe one of the worst. I can feel you, I can hear you thinking it in your car right now. 
but while we were doing research for this episode, I kind of fell in love with the man. Every time I saw his name in the box score missing a shot, it was right under him grabbing an assist or pulling a board or nabbing a steal. He had hustle and guts. He missed a lot, but he kept shooting. And while he wasn't exactly a bucket, he only missed one of his 17 free throws. He got cold, possibly colder than any player has ever gotten, but he wasn't bad. He was a fine bench player on a crappy team. And here's the happy ending. When he was cut by the Bobcats, he kicked around the D-League, Turkey, and Egypt until 2013. Then in 2017, the Iowa Wolves of the G-League asked him to be an assistant coach. Since then, he's worked for the Rockets, Grizzlies, and now is a player development coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He has an unlikely dream. It's a dream of mine to be the head coach of the Sonics. You know, that was always a dream growing up. But is that more unlikely than having 35 consecutive bricks? As the kids say, you gotta shoot your shot. Put it up! listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>